I have learned that Heavenly Father's plan for us is fabulous. That what we do in this life really matters. And that the Savior's atonement is what makes our Father's plan possible. Welcome to a new year of LDS Real People Real Lives Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And if you're new, welcome. Have you ever wanted so desperately for a new year to be so different from the prior year? I like new beginnings. I like new beginnings with new days, new weeks, new months, new years. It helps me to say, okay, you know what? This and that, which has been hard or difficult or too challenging or it's just been more than I want to deal with, I can finally put that away and move on. And 2023 was a blessing to us in so many ways, but it was also very hard because we know that those two trains of blessings and hardships, they just run side by side on two different tracks, but they are both chugging along. And we find ourselves in a predicament that we've gotten some bad advice from lawyers and representatives from our mortgage company, and we could potentially lose our home. Uh, I don't understand why we're here. There's no reason for us to be here. Uh, It's a simple loan modification. We've never had one before. And anyone else who's living in California knows the expenses and how hard and things have been here. Cost of living is through the roof. And I swear we pay taxes on our taxes. This is something new that I've been saying because I feel like every time that we come into money, um, whether it be a regular payday or some other way that money has been blessed in our lives, um, we are having to give it out just as quickly to the government or to some tax organization or property taxes or you know when you go to the store and shop you're you're paying taxes there and it's like i've already paid taxes on this money um and then you know when you've got adult children who um are struggling in this economic catastrophe known as california um we're helping them out too as far as we can every month and uh, the needs have been great. We have not gone one month without an unexpected expense. It has been so difficult for us to save or do anything meaningful since my father-in-law has been in care, which started in September of 2018. The long-term care expenses have been very difficult for us, and they just continue to bottleneck and explode. And so we were looking for a reset with the mortgage to get a loan modification done, and you can never talk to the same representative. So it's been absolutely an exercise and utter frustration, um, a lot of stress, and uh, I'm not sure what the future holds. And so it can be scary. And yet I know that the Lord does not want me or any of his children to fear. He wants us to trust in him, right? We don't need to hold on to things that, which doth corrupt and turn to mold and have no value. However, we need a home. And our mortgage is a good mortgage. It's a lot less than rent. Um, But we are having a tough time living within our means, even with regular pay raises and bonuses. Um, Having my other adult son move in and help us out here, um, we just still cannot seem to get on top of things. So things feel a bit desperate. 
and out of my control. Once again, I feel like I'm up against Goliath and we are David trying to hold things down here faithfully. But I always question myself if things were meant to change as we know life is full of change and God wants us to go in a, another direction, would we hear that still small voice knowing how much we love living here? Would we want to make that change? Would we be willing to adopt the Lord's will for ourselves and um, be rid of our own will, our own desires? Sometimes I feel like it would have to be this hard for us to make the change that the Lord wants us to make. So I'm not sure. The revelation that I received last week in response to prayer and fasting is don't worry about it. I've got you. Um, what that means, I have no clue. And if there's one thing that I've learned about revelation and inspiration, it does not come with a list of details. He doesn't say, okay, first we're going to do this and this is going to happen. Then second, we're going to do that. And then that's going to happen. Never have I had that happen ever. It's just, trust me, I've got you and this will all work out. And I have a feeling that it's going to work out better for us, but I don't know what that looks like. And we're in crunch time. We have two weeks this week and next week to get this loan modification done. They've already rejected it. We're in the appeal process. Um, the information that I sent over was based off of another rep that was erroneous. Her advice was poor. And so now we're trying to fix all of this. And that is where we're at. So what do you do when you're dealing with these real life stressors and these things that happen? We are mortal. We live in a world and things just happen. And this is why I always, always, always turn to the gospel of Jesus Christ because in the gospel of Jesus Christ are reassurances, affirmations, reminders, truthful knowledge, and how to navigate the heart of this life. So sticking with the premise of the podcast is just to always be real and open. And um, I know that I talk about hardships a lot. I, I believe that this life living in the latter days is meant to be difficult and hard to bring about a righteous people, to purify us, to sanctify us, to help us to become and fulfill the measure of our creation. Man, that is hard. It is so difficult. And when you're living with trauma, okay, um, so no matter what the trauma is, there are so many different kinds of traumatic experiences that can resonate with individuals throughout their lives. And I have been in therapy most of my adult life to deal with the trauma of my abuse and what happened when I was younger. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Um, and just a little forewarning or trigger warning here. I'm going to be talking a little bit about abuse, sexual abuse, and um, as far as it can basically affects me and my life. Um, I'm on a medication that I've been on since last July, and it's not working very well. So as I've been doing my own research, uh, I've already talked to my practitioners, asked the questions, but I have not found satisfactory answers. And so as I was doing my own research uh, this last week, I found out that this medication, which predominantly works with the mind as well as the gut, um, may not be as successful with those who have had 
trauma in their childhood, especially sexual abuse. Um, This is a stain that has followed me through my life and it has affected every aspect of my life. I have already gotten to the point where I have forgiven my attacker, my abuser, Um, but I have to admit that when I still continue to deal with the after effects and consequences of that abuse, my temper gets reignited. My anger gets reignited because I'm tired of dealing with it. Okay. Um, if this is just another thing that this abuse and the trauma has interfered with, which I hope it's not, but it may be, it's just another thing that I have to accept as part of this act that this person chose to perform for years, multiple times, and in one sense has ruined me. And this is why I love the teachings of the gospel of Jesus Christ is found in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, his church. This truly is led by Jesus Christ. And I believe that we are to forgive. That doesn't mean that I have to have a relationship with the attacker, but only the spirit can help you navigate that. Okay. And I've, I've done that work. Um, I believe that we aren't to allow these things to be a reason to have a horrible life. Our choices and decisions matter. Uh, Choosing the right matters. And I get that and I understand that being a grown adult who's been an adult for many decades now. um, And I'm grateful that the Spirit teaches me clearly and helps me to understand the proper place for this. However, when the effects and the consequences of that person's choice still resonate in my life, even being a 51-year-old woman, the thoughts that go through my head and the pictures and my feelings and none of it's good. None of it is good. And yet I know that these feelings are normal. But how does one use the gospel to live with it, right? How does one use the gospel to reconcile the heart of life, the things that we must endure and go through, and still have that joy that we can reflect out to the world that can resonate inside of us as we're told that having his gospel and his word in our life, there should be a certain sense or amount of joy and happiness that we can reflect so that people want to come unto the Lord through his one and only church, one and only baptism, one and only confirmation. I mean, there's just one way. Um, combining that with the fact that we continue, of course, mental health mental illness does not there's no cure for this stuff we continue to deal with that we continue to deal with hard relationships and the family is my family is all over the place as far as beliefs and morals and values and what they want to do with their lives um it can be an inundation of just 
depression. And so I just want to share that with you that you're not alone. And um, there is a lot of good work that we can do and we can hold fast to the iron rod, which I look as the arm of the Savior, Jesus Christ, who's always there. Um, He wants to strengthen us. He wants to help us overcome. He wants us to be able to do whatever work is necessary to have peace in our lives. He does not want us living in turmoil. Um, And one of the talks from the most recent conference in October of 2023 that really resonated with me in regards to finding this source of strength and the happiness that come from this source is a talk that was given by Elder Joaquin Costa of the 70. And um, the talk is called The Power of Jesus Christ in Our Lives Every Day. And he says the source of our strength is faith in Jesus Christ as we intentionally seek to come unto him each and every day. This is something that I have to do and I have to be religious about it. The times that I don't read scriptures, which is usually when I'm on vacation, you know, I'm busy with my grandson, getting up in the morning with him, hanging out. I say my prayers. I might read a scripture or two. Um, But when I'm in my regular routine, like this year, I am reading all the scriptures. Um, This was a challenge that was put out by uh, Jared Halverson at Unshaken Saints podcast. And if you go to his website, he actually has a template that you can follow. But um, being that this year, I just want to shake things up in a big way spiritually. I am reading the Old Testament, the New Testament. I'm doing Come Follow Me in the Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants, and reading the Pearl of Great Price. I am fighting the fight. I am in the ring, and I am trying to deploy every weapon I have in my arsenal to overcome the stress and I can feel the tugs of depression that are trying to take over my mind and I'm pushing it off and I'm battling and I'm looking to add the strength of my Savior Jesus Christ to have the Spirit to be with me and I do that by not only reading the scriptures but by praying attempting to live the gospel the best I can um And then, of course, using the tools that we've been given, such as paying tithing, fasting, doing fast offerings, fulfilling my callings, um, still teaching seminary, uh, doing it as a sub this year. And uh, thankfully, I've partnered with a couple of guys who let me teach every week, uh, one or two days, and um, just trying to make sure that my focus is always on Christ and serving Him. So going back to this talk, the power of Jesus Christ in our lives every day. Um, I too am grateful that we are calling ourselves members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints now, that we are gathering in His church and making it known that this is Christ's church. I'm grateful for a prophet, and this is what Elder Costa also says in his own talk, uh, President Russell M. Nelson, that reminds us to use the correct name of the Lord's church often so that we remember whose church this is and whose teachings we follow. Again, this is all part of us not only saying to the world that we are members of the Church of Jesus Christ, but that we also focus on Him, that our hearts are turned to Him, and that we are leaning um, and looking up, and that we're leaning on Him. President Nelson has stated, In coming days we will see the greatest manifestations of the Savior's power that the world has ever seen. He will bestow countless privileges, blessings, and miracles upon the faithful. I believe this. 
my hesitancy is what does that look like? What does that entail? Am I going to be moving in the next month? Am I going to have to find another home? Um, or are we going to stay put in the home that's provided very well for us and the home that we love, that we feel so comfortable in, that we've created these memories? However, faith does not necessarily roll out like a roadmap. Faith oftentimes is going to give you a summary, at least in my experience, and you can rest assured that you can rely on the Lord to bless you and work miracles in your life, especially when you're obedient and you desire goodness and righteousness and to serve the Lord. The more that you do to open up the doors and the windows of heaven, the more blessings and miracles are going to come your way. Um, Elder Costa says one of the greatest privileges for him and his wife, Renee, is to meet with the saints where they serve. Uh, so they've heard a lot of stories. They've seen a lot of loss. They've heard grief. And they've also rejoiced in the success of the saints. They've witnessed many blessings and miracles that the Savior has bestowed upon the faithful. They are two witnesses of this, and they're sharing that. They've met people who have gone through the impossible and who have suffered the unthinkable, and they're okay. And they've remained faithful. I believe. I believe, and I know this to be true, and I believe them. I believe Elder Costa and his wife. So I try to allow this knowledge from this general conference talk to reassure me, to be that healing balm of taking away the stress, taking away that just sick feeling in the pit of my stomach um, and allowing the peace that I have in my bosom to resonate and carry through all the limbs and faculties of my body. Um, he goes on to share that he's seen manifestation of the Savior's power in a widow who lost her husband while they were on the Lord's errand in Bolivia. Um, they've seen it in a young woman in Argentina who fell under a train and lost her leg just because someone wanted to steal her phone. They've seen it in a single father who must now pick up the pieces and strengthen his daughter after such an unexplainable act of cruelty. They've seen it in the families that lost their homes and every possession during fires in Chile just two days before Christmas in 2022. Wow, that really puts everything in perspective. They've seen it in those who suffer after a traumatic divorce and in those who are innocent victims of abuse. So what gives them the power to go through hard things? What gives an extra layer of strength to go on when everything seems lost? And I thought, man, this talk is so appropriate for the things that I'm going through and how I feel. He says, I have found that the source of that strength is faith in Jesus Christ as we intentionally seek to come unto him each and every day. The prophet Jacob taught, and he cometh into the world that he may save all men if they will hearken unto his voice. For behold, he suffereth the pains of all men, yea, the pains of every living creature, both men, women, and children who belong to the family of Adam. At times, having faith in Jesus Christ may seem like something impossible, almost unattainable. We may think that coming unto Christ requires a strength, power, and perfection that we don't have, and we just can't find the energy to do it all. I know that I feel that way right now. 
I wish somebody would take over and take the burden and responsibility of the stress. I am so tired and exhausted under this weight. But going back to Elder Costa's talk, he says, what I've learned from all these people is that faith in Jesus Christ is what gives us the energy to begin the journey. Sometimes we may think I need to fix my life before I come to Jesus, but the truth is we come to Jesus to fix our lives through him. We don't come to Jesus because we are perfect. We come to him because we are flawed and in him we can be perfected. So how do we begin exercising a little bit of faith every day? Elder Costa says for him, it begins in the morning. When I wake up, instead of looking at my phone, I say a prayer, even a simple prayer. Then I read a scripture and this helps me with my weekly covenant that I make as I partake of the sacrament to always remember him. When I begin my day with a prayer and a scripture, I can remember him when I do look at my phone. I can remember him when I face problems and conflicts and I try to face them like Jesus would. I truly believe that the structure of your day is very important. One thing that I started to do over a year ago is just like him, instead of reaching for my phone is um, and going on to social media, email, you know, checking text messages is going on to the church website. Now, I don't know if you've been able to do this yourself or know about this is you can uh, customize your homepage when you log into the church of Jesus Christ.org. And so I've done that. And this is how I try to start my day is to structure it around the Lord and to be spiritually minded. Okay. Um, what we do matters. The things that we choose to spend our time in matters. What we expose ourselves to is so important, the good and the bad. Elder Costa goes on to say, when I remember him, I feel a desire to change, to repent. I find the source of energy to keep my covenants and I feel the influence of the Holy Ghost in my life and keep his commandments, which he has given me that I may always have his spirit. It helps me to endure to the end or at least to the end of the day. And in those days that I failed to remember him all day, he is still there loving me and telling me, it's okay, you can try again tomorrow. And this is how I feel. I love new beginnings. Whether it's a day, a week, a month, a year, I love new beginnings and the opportunity to allow it to pass, the hardships to pass, the broken hearts, the negative feelings and thoughts, the um, experiences that I just would rather not have or partake. But thankfully, God knows better what my needs are and what I need to learn while I'm here. Elder Costa goes on to say, although we are imperfect at remembering him, our loving Heavenly Father never fails to remember us. One of the mistakes we often make is to think that keeping covenants or the promises we make to God is somehow a transaction we make with him. I obey and he protects me from anything bad ever happening to me. I pay my tithing and I will never lose my job or the fire will not burn my house. But then when things don't go as we expected, as we expected, we cry unto the Lord, carest thou not that I perish? This is me right now. I can be faithful and exercise faith when it's easy. I've learned how to do it when it's hard. But I have not learned how to do it when it's extremely hard. And I am not sure 
what's going to happen in the next two weeks. So I turn to our wonderful leaders in the church who have inspired messages to uplift and to help us to hearken to the voice of the Lord and his spirit, to have the guts, the courage, the strength to continue to endure and push forward, even though it's not what we want. But why are we always looking for what we want when the Lord knows what we need? Again, aligning our will with his. Not so easy when it comes to something that you love, like we love our house. It is not a mansion by any means, but it has met every need that we have and it's comfortable and it's a beautiful piece of property and we would hate to leave it. So how do we overcome these feelings of abandonment, of stress, of despair? We follow the counsel of our elders. Uh, Elder Costa Costa hits it right on the head, is that we remember him. And we do our best to remember him, which can be very exhausting. Uh, Doing the amount of reading that I'm reading right now is exhausting, but I do feel like this is the effort that I want to put in. And this is something that we all figure out for ourselves, okay? I just know that the more I do, the more I get spiritual inspiration, revelation, comfort, strength from my Savior, the ability to push forward, to find joy and happiness, to be able to live in my days and be present and not focus so much on tomorrow. Elder Costa says one of the mistakes that we often make is to think that keeping covenants or the promises we make to God is a transaction. And I know that oftentimes I've looked at it that way because I don't have a problem with seeing the gospel as being reward based. Sometimes I'm motivated by that reward. Um, An example of that is tithing. I need those windows of heaven to open up and pour out blessings. Uh, Sometimes it's those rewards that get me motivated to do the right thing. Um, So I don't think it's exactly wrong. But um, I do believe that remembering the Lord and putting Him center in our lives will help us to overcome the hard things, the hard changes that will inevitably happen. Um, He goes on to say that our covenants are not merely transactional, they're transformational. So I have, because of the abuse, something that I've dealt with my whole life that has been a chastity issue. And thankfully, as I've been active in the church uh, since 2013, I have been able to battle this. I have been able to work on it and also use the grace of God and Christ to bless my life. One of the biggest ways I've been able to do that is keeping my covenants. And I do not do it perfectly. I do it the best that I can. Some days are better than others. And I feel that the Lord accepts my efforts. He also helps me to identify where I can do better, and I'm grateful for that. Through the covenants that we receive, they're sanctifying. They strengthen the power of Jesus Christ in our lives, which allows us to become a new person, to forgive what seems unforgivable, and to overcome the impossible. I have experienced this. 
The more I focus on Christ, the easier this is. If I have a break for whatever reason and I haven't been able to go to church, read the scriptures, fulfill my calling, go to the temple, etc., I tend to really struggle and have a poor attitude about things of this nature. And so it's imperative for me in my situation to remain close to him and hold oh so tight. And I'm sorry about the background noise. It's a car that has some issues. Um, Elder Costa says, intentionally remembering Jesus Christ always is powerful. It gives me added strength to keep his commandments, which he has given me. It helps me to be nicer, to smile for no reason, to be a peacemaker, to avoid conflict, and to let God prevail in my life. And that's exactly what I'm looking to do, is let God prevail in my life. So the exhaustion, the tiredness from looking to Christ in every thought, doubt not, fear not, it's worth it. It's something that we build. It's something that we do on a daily basis, just like a muscle. Every day, you work it out, and it gets better. When our pain or the pain of someone we love is so much that we can't bear it, remembering Jesus Christ and coming unto him can lighten the burden, soften the heart, and ease the pain. And this is the power that enabled the father beyond his natural capacity to sustain his daughter through the physical and emotional pain of losing her leg. This harkens back to the talk from uh, President Nelson. You know, a lot of people like to talk about this talk because it is so true and fits the agenda of which we live in is to think celestial, to look beyond our temporary circumstances and to find solace and comfort in that. When Elder Suarez visited Argentina last June and asked Flavia about her tragic accident, she faithfully replied, I experienced turmoil, bitterness, anger, and hate when this happened. Something that helped me was not to ask why me, but what, what for? This was something that brought me closer to others and the Lord. Instead of distancing myself from him, I had to cling to him. Cling. Very important words that are being used. President Nelson teaches that the reward for keeping covenants with God is heavenly power. Power that strengthens us to withstand our trials, our temptations, and heartaches better. Thus, covenant keepers are entitled to a special kind of rest. And this is the kind of rest and peace I saw in the eyes of the widow despite the heartache she felt of missing her husband every day. This is the special kind of rest that I'm looking for. I feel like I'm facing Goliath once again. I am looking for rest and I hope to get a slingshot. The New Testament tells of a time when Jesus and his disciples were on a ship. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship. And he was asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Elder Costa says, I have always been intrigued by this story. Did the Lord expect them to use their faith to calm the storm, to rebuke the winds? Faith in Jesus Christ is the feeling of peace to withstand the storm, knowing that we will not perish because he is in the ship with us. This is the kind of faith we saw when we visited the families after the fires in Chile. Their houses had been burned to the ground. They had lost everything. Yet as we were walking in what used to be their homes and they were telling us about their experiences, 
We felt that we were standing on holy ground. One sister said to my wife, when I saw that nearby houses were burning, I had the impression that our house was going to be burned, that we were going to lose everything. Instead of desperation, I experienced a sense of indescribable peace. Somehow, I felt everything was going to be okay. Trusting God and keeping our covenants with Him bring power to our weakness and comfort to our grief. And I have to say, I have experienced this, but I wish that I could allow this to resonate fully, or at least more fully, for a longer time throughout my days. I have to say, more often, I am stressed and I am doubtful and I am scared and I'm trying to remember exactly what Elder Costa is teaching in this talk, that the power of Jesus Christ in our everyday lives can bless us, bring power to our weakness and comfort to our grief. For stories of heartbreak and disappointment that will never make the front page of a newspaper or ever go viral, um, there is strength and faith to be had and perseverance to be taught. For the pictures that are not taken of tears shed and prayers offered after a loss or a traumatic divorce, for the posts that are never made of the fear, the sorrow, and the pain that become bearable thanks to faith in Jesus Christ and His Atonement, these people strengthen my own faith, and for that I am deeply grateful. And I am too, Elder Costa. Thank you so much for your faith and your service to the Lord and for spiritually seeking on what to talk to us about and to share a message that would strengthen us. I needed this today. I hope it's been a blessing to you and that the Spirit can bless you in the way that you need it the most to strengthen you, to keep you true to the faith. You have questions, you have worries, you have doubts, you feel like things are bigger than what you can do or accomplish or overcome. Remember that it is the gospel of Jesus Christ that has all of the answers. And then we must work to remain faithful and do the best we can that we may not fear, that we may not falter, that we can remain steady and steadfast and unwavering in our faith and keep our focus on the Lord no matter what's going on in our lives. For He loves you. He works for your good. He is a King of the people and he wants to bless you and work miracles in your life. All we must do is open up our hearts, our mind, open up that line of communication, pray fast, read the scriptures, do family home evening, go to church, attend the temple if you can, and if you cannot work on it, you can get there. The temple can give you a peace from the world that you cannot get anywhere else because when we truly stand in holy places, it is a blessing unto us of steadiness, suckering, and the strength that can only come from our Lord, Savior, and Redeemer, Jesus Christ. And I will leave that with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this a little bit. The persecution of the church uh, is ramping up. And we are seeing it more now than ever in any other time. Um, maybe not since the beginning of the early saints, but definitely of the 20th and 21st centuries is how I feel. That's just my opinion. Um, because of this, we have to defend the church. 
I am trying to learn how to do this in a way that is loving and kind because it's really hard when the people that are attacking the church are snarky and mean and cruel. They're like a pull of bullies and uh, it's just a very difficult thing to do. And yet we know that every member is a missionary. This talk by Elder Costa can help us to remain focused on the strength of the Lord and continue to do his work. So if you could help me with that, remembering that the focus of my podcast is on the members, the members who are looking to remain faithful, to stay true to the faith, to overcome their hardships and to use the gospel to do so. Could you please go on whatever platform that you are listening to this podcast from and review it. Uh, you know, on Apple Podcasts, you can pick between one and five stars and then leave a review. I know that there's other platforms that you can do this as well. This simply helps others find my podcast. I have a really good friend who recently started a podcast and he is way different than I am. I tend to come in more of a revelatory, inspiring kind of way. And it's like, how can we use the gospel to bless our lives and reconcile the hard? And he is a thinker who mixes it with the inspiration in his faith and can connect all of these dots and corners of the gospel in the world. Um, And I just love the way that his mind works. I wanted to go and listen to his podcast and I could not find him anywhere. And he just started it this year. He's already got two episodes up. Um, He's on YouTube right now. And uh, I could not even find it on YouTube because there's other YouTube channels with the same name. So um, again, if you could go and review, whether you just do the stars and or leave a review, it would help others find the podcast. So I would really appreciate that. Um, But thank you so much for your love and support. If you have any questions or stories that you would like to share, hardships or testimonies of how you've handled the hard in your life, please do email me at ldsrealpeoplerealives, plural, at gmail.com. Or you can direct message me on Instagram at ldsrplpodcast. And you can also find me on TikTok at stephanie underscore ldsrplpodcast. Thank you so much for your love and support and for always being there for the messages. I do get them. I really appreciate it. And we continue to push forward in these latter days. God bless. Stay healthy. Stay faithful. And please remember to be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. It's just the nature of this life. And we have a lot to give is to reflect the love that the Savior has for the world. Until next time, aloha.